0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I'm too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some dynasty on episode number 223. We're going to touch back uh, with the rookie class, particularly after the combine. Um, I'm definitely not one to overreact to the combine results, but they are kind of the last point and the second reflection point of my process where I adjust my rankings significantly. So what I do is after my initial rankings, which I post the first week of February right before the Super Bowl, for the next month, I just consume a vast amount of content from NFL scouts, beat writers, Uh, Professionals in the fantasy football world that get to look at way more film than I do, watch all the film myself before, but uh, then I just rely on some of the experts. And so I let that kind of refine what I think about the rookie class, make tweaks to the rankings. Then there's also the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl, which help you assess the players that, at least the ones that received invitations uh, to the games. And then comes the NFL Combine, kind of bringing me to my very last reflection point before I come out with my official second uh, rankings. And after this process, one of the things I like to do is then I post them in a spreadsheet, compare my first rankings with my second rankings after the combine. And it's fun to see which players are risers and fallers. And so today's podcast is going to be about the risers and fallers. Naturally, um, players fell in my rankings as others rose, but a few fell more than 10 spots. And so what I'm going to do here is just talk about players that actually went up or down by 10 spots. And there are a lot more that actually went up 10 spots than went down 10 spots. So... I think, I think I got 10 players here. Let's jump in. Here's what I think about these players, and uh, let's start with those who've risen in my rankings. First would be Marvin Mims, uh, wide receiver from Oklahoma. He's moved up to from uh, to 31st to 17th in my rankings, so Mims jumped up 14 spots in my rankings. For him, it was really after I learned more about his pedigree, learned more about his, what NFL teams think about him, and after his pretty incredible combine performance. Uh, Mims was a four star recruit, but I learned that he actually had the most receiving yards in high school history. I didn't realize that until I started studying him a little bit more and again consuming content from others that he listened or he uh, had the most receiving yards in the history of high school football. That's pretty crazy, pretty impressive. Then I also learned that NFL scouts are a little bit higher on him than I initially thought, uh, which means I'll be predicting that he's going to get drafted probably in the third round with a possibility I saw one uh, mock draft that actually had him getting drafted at the very end of the second round. I was initially concerned that he could only become a deep threat since that's really what he did primarily at Oklahoma, averaging 19.5 yards per catch in uh, in his three years there. I was also concerned about his size at 177. But at the combine, he weighed in a little bit heavier at 183 and his measurables were quite impressive, posting a 4.38 40 yard dash, 6.93 cone, uh, 10.9 broad jump and 39.5 vertical jump. So his athleticism and his deep turn ability, they're definitely going to get him drafted higher than I thought. And he proved that he has, you know, the burst and quickness to get open in other ways, I think, if he's coachable to learn a greater, you know, route tree beyond just being a deep threat. I think he could develop into a better receiver than I initially thought. I think he's worthy of a second round pick now. Still not willing to move him into the first round, as I've heard some analysts have moved him into the first round. I'm not willing to do that just yet given my questions about you know his route tree, but still uh, I've moved him up significantly to number seventeen. Next would be the uh, the talk of the draft, I'm mean, a talk of the combine rather. You had to move him up. I reluctantly moved Anthony Richards up from 35 to 19. I moved him up 16 spots in my one quarterback rankings. Uh, after he posted, of course, you heard it already, the best combine in history for a quarterback. It became abundantly clear after he did so that he's going to get drafted. And the first round by an NFL team convinced that they could develop him. Uh, that said, though, his, his lack of starts in college and his inaccuracy throwing the ball are still enormous concerns for me. I know someone's going to draft him in, in our rookie drafts before I do, but I still didn't need it to move him up in my rankings, making him a late second round pick where then I was maybe willing to take a chance on him at that point. But I still know others are going to have him ranked higher, even in one quarterback leagues. So he's still further down my rankings than compared to other analysts, but I moved him up because you just can't argue with the fact that he's the most a- athletic quarterback ever. Um, I prefer passing and accuracy and uh, collegiate per- productivity far more than athleticism, particularly at the quarterback position. But his uh, <laughs> it was too hard to argue with. You had to move him up quite a bit. So I had him ranked a lot lower than everyone else at 35, and now I still probably have him ranked a lot lower than everyone else at 19. But I did move him up. Now, uh, next guy is Darnell Washington. I moved him up from 35 to 25, so he moved up 10 spots. Now, compared to quarterbacks where college production is more important than athleticism, athleticism at the tight end position is nearly equal to that of college production in the way that I see it. That's why I had to move to, uh, Darnell Washington up 10 spots in my rankings. Additionally, I learned that he and uh, Michael Mayer are were the two top recruits in their class and the whole nation. Mayer, of course, went nuts, producing as a pass catcher right away while Washington was more of a blocker, making his college production pretty terrible. He just had 45 catches and 774 yards total and three touchdowns total in three years, whereas Mayer, by comparison, the, the number one recruit in that class, had four times as many catches, three times as many yards, and six times as many touchdowns as did uh, Washington. All that to say that I still have Mayer as my top-ranked rookie tight end, even though his average you know, his scores were pretty average at the Combine. But Darnell Washington has closed that you know, significantly for me now uh, since he's looked great during the passing drills, catching the balls, even though we didn't get to see him do it much at Georgia. And then he posted an athletic score of 91. So he's now projected to be a first-round pick behind two other tight ends, uh, Maher, which I already talked about, and then Dalton Kincaid. And so now he's my third-ranked tight end in the class, just behind those two, two players who are going to be the two tight ends that are drafted ahead of him most likely. But pretty big jump for Darnell Washington I uh, don't like his college production, but his athleticism make me, makes me think he's a player now that I'd be willing to get right at the top of the third round. Next, we go to Tajay Spears. Uh, he went from uh, to forty uh, from 41st to 26th in my rankings, so a pretty big jump there from 26th to 5th, 41st. Uh, Spears started moving up my rookie board as reports came out about his dominance in the senior bowl practices. Uh, he didn't do much in the game, but his practice reports were really glowing. About him, um, I know it's really hard for me to sometimes to evaluate, uh, evaluate a player from a smaller school and in a smaller conference like Tulane, where he's from. Uh, but in his final season with the team, he did have 1,837 total yards and 21 touchdowns. Uh, he weighed 201 pounds at the combine, and posted excellent numbers on the only two drills that he participated in, with a 39-inch vertical and a 10.5 broad jump. Uh, he looks pretty fast and quick on tape, even though he didn't participate in those type of drills. You know, for us to be able to measure it. And the truth is that buzz on Spears has been building. A lot of the podcasters that I listen to uh, that do this full-time and scouts are now predicting that he's going to get drafted on day two at the end of the third round. So his draft capital is really going to determine a lot as to whether he's going to move up or down my rankings after that final, you know, reflection point there after the NFL draft. But now I see him right now as a third-round draft pick in Dynasty drafts because he's probably going to get drafted in the third round of the NFL draft. So he's been moving up. Uh, next guy is another running back that's been moving up is uh, Chase Brown. He moved up from 38th to 27th. I moved Brown up 11 spots, just behind Spears, uh, after his uh, decent se- uh, Senior Bowl outing and then his excellent combine performance. Brown posted an 84 athletic score after running a 4.43 40-yard dash, 40-inch vertical jump, and a 10.7 broad jump. So Brown is an older, you know, prospect, so, and he also had a later breakout age. Uh, he played five years, you know, because of the COVID year. His first year at Western Michigan before transferring, and you know, then four years at Illinois, where he played for four years. He also comes from Canada, which is interesting to have a guy, you know, develop uh, in the United States here after coming from playing football in Canada. His uh, breakout year was his third year, like I said, at Illinois. A little bit late, he broke the you know broke the uh, thousand yard mark during that time. Uh, but really, his uh, fourth, his final you know fourth year at Illinois, his last year was the most uh, incredible year. He finished fourth in the country in total yards or rushing yards with 1,643 yards on the ground. Plus, he added another 240 in the air. Uh, he's an older prospect at 22. Going to turn 23 in November, and that definitely has a lot of wear and tear on him because he had 676 collegiate carries. Uh, but he has the frame to carry it. So I suspect that he's now, you know, I'm, I'm, I suspect on this one that I'm actually probably a little higher on Brown than maybe the NFL scouts or Dynasty analysts. But I'm going to really like what I see in Brown uh, more than most. I think he's going to be a day three pick as well. Um, but if he lands on a team, you know, where he can compete or gets chances at least to compete for a significant role in the offense, um, I'm going to be happy to add him to my team at about this spot. If he gets, you know, drafted uh, late in day three in a team where there's definitely a starter ahead of him that's going to you know, he's more just going to be a backup, then I'll probably move him back down. But right now, I feel like what I've seen in his athletic work at the combine uh, was excellent next guy uh, a little bit higher on i think the most is going to be jonathan mingo i moved him up from 47th to 30th so pretty high i think it's going to be higher than most people have him ranked <clears throat> mingo moved up the rookie board 17 spots for a few reasons uh, he ranked uh, 12th and uh, right among the wide receivers and at the combine just his total athleticism uh, he was talked up as a sleeper too by greg cosell an analyst that i trust a lot And he's one of those receivers in this class that actually has the prototypical size, if there's such thing at wide receivers anymore. But he is in a a very small wide receiver class in the sense of size. He's very different, and he's 6'2", 220 pounds. And I believe some NFL teams see size as a trait. And they want to add size to their wide receiving core, especially a guy who can run a 4.46 at that that, um, size in his 40-yard dash. And he also jumped 39.5 in the vertical, 10.7 in broad. The NFL mock, mock draft database predicts that he's going to get drafted 157th in the NFL draft, but his peak draft uh, pick, by their, by their estimation, is 54, so a huge difference. Uh, combine all those, 157, but they said his you know top pick would be 54, and that's the kind of variation I think NFL teams are going to have with Mingo, especially since his college, college production was actually pretty modest. Mingo's going to fall significantly in my rankings if he's taken 157th for sure, but if a team's willing to draft him at 54th, like I think there's going to be a team that wants to add that size to their wide receiver core, uh, then he's going to get drafted, you know, possibly in the third round. If that's the case, he's going to remain right about here in my rankings. So maybe more than most draft capital means a lot for him, but the fact that he uh, was 12th, you know, among all these athletic wide receivers that were there, and has the size way bigger than all them. Uh, makes me move him up to 30th in my rankings. Next guy is uh, Zach Kuntz. <clears throat> Kuntz was actually unranked. Uh, I, moved, he, I didn't have him in my first rankings, but now I've moved him up to 41st. So I definitely should have had Koontz in my first set of rankings, but now I've added him, you know, moved him up to 41st, making him a player to target in the fourth round. After my initial rankings, I learned that Kuntz was reunited uh, by, and played, uh, or sorry, that he played for Penn State. Uh, before he followed his Penn State coach to Old Dominion. And so the fact that he was recruited by Penn State changed my mind, first of all, because that's a big deal if you get recruited by Penn State. And then his combine performance uh, was the second piece that made me think, man, this guy's got something. Again, I value athleticism among tight ends more than I do in any other position. Uh, he finished the combine with an athletic score of 94 after his 4.55 40-yard dash, 40-inch vertical jump, and 10.8 broad jump, and then get that 6.9 second three-cone drill. Anytime you get under seven, that's a super impressive, especially at his size. Penn State guys are definitely always workout warriors at the Combine. They seem to just do that. Uh, he carried, maybe he just kind of carried some of his Penn State past with him when he went to the Combine. You know, as I've said before, I do value uh, athleticism at the tight end position more than most. And so his excellent Combine has made me move him, you know, I think he's going to move up the NFL draft boards as a result. And so he's moving up my rookie draft board. Uh, right now he's projected to go 136th as the eighth tight end off the board uh, in a very stacked tight end class that's pretty impressive the landing spot for sure is going to matter a lot for him as to his final ranking you know when we get this class so draft capital and landing spot will make a big difference but for now he's a player that i consider in the fourth round for sure the final riser in my ranking is andre Yosevas. moved him up from 54th to 44th so moved up 10 spots uh, Yosef is from, uh, Princeton, which alone makes him a very difficult player to evaluate and also a very unlikely player to become a fantasy contributor. Still, uh, his combine pr- pr- proved that he could actually hang with the big boys and caused me to move him up 10 spots into the fourth round instead of the fifth. Uh, he finished tied for 11th in the 40 yard dash with a 4.43, tied for 10th in the vertical jump at 39, uh, tied for or 15th in the broad jump with 10, uh, 10.8, and then had a fantastic uh, the second in the whole class three-cone drill was 6.85. So only um, the second, you know, second receiver out of this whole class when it comes to that quickness at the three-cone drill. Um, he did all that, you know, while being one of the bigger receivers too at 6'3", 205 pounds, much bigger than a lot of the class. So it's, again, it's hard to imagine that an Ivy League player is going to be, you know, a guy that takes the league by storm, but he's a player now. I'm willing to kind of take a chance on particularly that three-cone drill impresses me. Thinks, you know, this guy could be you know, a guy that kind of makes it at the very end of a, at the end an NFL draft. We'll see what happens. Now, we just got two major fallers. Like I said, there were definitely a bunch of guys that fell as others rose above them. But I only had two where I have noticed more than a 10-point drop. And so let me just talk about them. The rookie fallers would be Bute. Butte. Uh, he was ninth in my rankings, and I've moved him down to 20th. Because Butte, you know, was a first-round pick in my initial rankings, mainly because his high breakout, you know, freshman year. Uh, when he, analysts really kind of named him as their highest-ranked Devi player back then, I heard many people that named him as their top Devi player. But he failed to, you know, build upon that breakout season and struggle with injuries and some say uh, attitude problems his last two years. Um, initially, I just trusted that he could give, you know, maximum effort once he was healthy, and that he'd return as a top prospect form. But his combine proved that he could not. His forty-yard dash was terrible. Four point five was was not terrible with four point five but his vertical jump was terrible with 29, the worst in the class. His broad jump too was pretty bad, 9.10, the second worst in the class. So uh, bad performance all around for Butte, which makes me wonder. Uh, he has to fall down, and then you can't fall down too far because you have to hold on to that glimmer of hope, a guy that you'd be willing to just kind of take a, a stab at at the end of the second round just because of what he's done and his pedigree as a recruit. But this uh, combine makes me move him back you know, down to the you know, 20s, We'll see what happens because if, this, if it affects his uh, NFL draft capital, if NFL you know GMs move him down their board too, then he could move even further down the board. So if he still gets drafted, you know, if the NFL team takes a chance on him, like in the second round, he's probably going to stay right here in my second round. But if he falls to day three and getting drafted or maybe late in the third round, I'll probably even move him, move him back a little bit further. So bad outing for uh, Boutte for sure. <clears throat> Next guy would be uh, Kenny McIntosh moved him back from 30th to 46th. Um, I already had questions about McIntosh, given his age and minimal college production at Georgia. I initially thought that he could be, you know, good passing downs back in the NFL. This was where he was very effective as a receiver out of the backfield for Georgia last year in their championship season. But his poor combine, however, makes me think that he uh, can't do the one thing that I thought he could do well. Uh, he ran a 4'6", 240 yard dash, and then abstained from the rest of the drills. So it's really hard to judge, you know, and all the things that he didn't perform in, maybe he could have done better. But seeing what many in the class do, it did, you know, that did do all the drills, just made me move a bunch of guys ahead of McIntosh, and he slowly fell down as I continue my rankings. For instance, I already talked about Tajay Spears, Chase Brown. They were both behind him and now have jumped way ahead of him, and there's some other running backs in the class that also moved ahead of him based on their performance, uh, even though I didn't talk about them on this podcast because they didn't jump up 10 spots. I'm only talking about those that jumped 10 spots here. So Butte and McIntosh are my players that have definitely... Uh, fallen down the board. All right. It's a fun season. That's the second reflection point. Now, basically just continue that refining by listening to many others, again, that do this full-time as, as, and then studying the draft that that's really what you got to do right now is just study all the mock drafts. And that leads to my third reflection point and final one, which will be, you know, the NFL draft. So got a ways to go for that. I don't pay too much attention to pro days because pro days, you know, are just inflated numbers generally. And like to see them all together compared, you know, side by side. A lot harder to do during the pro days. But I'll keep an eye out if scouts jump out and say something and, and there's some buzz that starts to develop. Now's really the time to start listening to what uh, GMs are saying and reports from those who know the league and know the general managers and what's happening. And those will affect my rankings most leading up to the NFL draft. So Phase 3 has begun. Uh, these are the changes between Phase 1 and Phase 2. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate your support. Reach out to me anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. We'd love to talk with you, talk with you about your teams, talk with you about rookies that you uh, like or dislike or what you disagree with that I've done or what you agree with. So it's going to be fun. Uh, This year, I think after pick number maybe six or seven, there's going to be just a vast variety of opinions which will make our rookie dress really fun. All right, that's it. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast, a podcast. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there. Get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league.